0: All right, everybody, this is The Ramblings of a Transgender Christian. I am your host, Anna Hudak. So we got a bit to talk about today. Um, This weekend was a little bit important in my life. I am celebrating two years of having transitioned now. So uh, March 11, 2020. Yeah. So I was about to say 2022, but March of 2020, I went to an informed consent clinic in Goshen, Indiana. Uh, Mosaic Health and Healing Arts is the name. Uh, Just in case for anyone wondering who lives, um, maybe lives here in Indiana, especially um, Northern Indiana, there is a a health clinic there, uh, Mosaic Health and Healing Arts, in Goshen, Indiana that does uh, uh, um, informed consent um, HRT, so... Uh, and that's why I did I did self- consent um, informed consent, sorry, not self consent, whatever. I cannot speak today. Holy crap. why can I not speak today? Um, but yeah, so that's why I did uh, just because like I didn't have the time to go to a fucking therapist, try to find a doctor and all that shit like I didn't have time for that. I had been you know I had known who I was for I mean at that point. So, see, it had been 2020, so, what, six years at that point? I had been for conversion therapy. I was fucking suicidal, like, like, no, I'm not sitting there with a fucking therapist for a whole damn year. First off, I can't even afford a therapist. It's, to this day, I still can't, but now I'm also, you know, jobless. At the time, I actually had a job, um, you know, I, w- I, I, I had two jobs at the time. Um, no, actually, when I started transitioning, I was down to the one job. But when I first called the clinic, um, I still had two jobs. I was working like 40 plus hours a week. Um, but even when I was working 40 plus hours a week um, between two jobs, like I didn't have time. I didn't have the money or time to meet with a therapist. And I have state, I have a, what is it, Medicaid? Is that the one that's not, It's for like people who aren't seniors? Because Medicare is for seniors, correct? And Medicaid is for young people. I always get too confused. But anyway, like, I and I got, like, shitty Indiana, Medicaid, Medicaid, I think it's Medicaid, we're gonna go with that. I don't care if it's wrong, we're going with it. Gotta stick with one, so we're going with Medicaid. Um, whichever, because I'm assuming that's, I think that's the one that's for people who aren't seniors, but. And I, like, it covers nothing, like, y- you can't get anything covered with it. To be honest, I'm actually surprised to see all my, um, you know, my, uh, my hormones are covered by it. I, I'm only on estrogen, an estradiol and progesterone. I do not take a uh, antiandrogen. I don't. I don't take biclamutide, or how you pronounce it or spiro, um, spiroclatin or something like that, whatever. Like, I don't take any of that shit. I, it's just estrogen and progesterone. To be honest, most days I forget to take progesterone. So, in reality, I basically just take estrogen. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, it was literally one week. I went there literally one week, before everything shut down. Because I always remember 2020 was uh, the year of lockdowns. And w- exactly one week before everything locked down. I started transitioning. And I took my first pill of estradiol. While sitting in my car at the Walmart parking lot. At 5.18pm Eastern Standard Time. Yeah that was a. Uh, that, that was kind of a. Me- <laughs> kind of a big day in my life. And, you know, I still was living with my parents. I mean, I am now again, but that's because, you know, I had to return to them after living a year on my own. Um, cause well, I just can't afford to live on my own, unfortunately, but you know, and my parents were not accepting whatsoever, like super unaccepting. Uh, they were doing everything they could. Like they were trying to convince me to go back to conversion therapy at that point. But it's like, I'm either killing myself or I'm transitioning. And hopefully I can get the hell out away from my parents uh, as soon as possible. And so that was my hopes. And um, I eventually did. I'm in another homeless, but that's besides the point. But yeah, so... Yeah, I started transitioning. And so, you know, I mean, by the time you're listening to this, it'll probably be the 13th. But yeah, been transitioning for two years. It's been... A very rough two years, not going to lie. You know, I've been homeless for a decent amount of time. I pretty much had no job most of the time. Um, You know, just, and a lot of other things. It's, it's, it's been, it's been pretty brutal, not going to lie. Really wouldn't wish these last two years on anybody. Uh you know, and yesterday, uh, yesterday, which is the actual transition, because I'm recording this on the 12th, which is my mom's birthday. Happy birthday, mom! Um, we did some nice stuff for her. Don't worry, we 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 did some good. I got her some um, new measuring cups because, like, her old measuring cups for the most part. No, I think actually all of them. Um, actually, now that I think about it. Like, they have like for like like the the measurements are like printed onto it. Like, you know, half cup, you know, quarter cup. You know, like, it's printed onto it, and, like, the stuff, like, wears off over time. So, like, a lot of them, you can't even see what the measurement is anymore. <clears throat> but I found a Dollar Tree. Yes, Dollar Tree, of all places, like, these measuring cups, where it's, like, embossed into it. So, like, you can't, like, the, like, you know, the thing is that's like, one half cup doesn't, like, scratch off. It's not gonna come off. So, that's pretty nice, and I bought her some nice new spatulas, because, holy shit, the spatulas we got here currently, um falling the fuck apart nasty shit um I mean there's also like big chunks taken out of him and all that shit like we're old as fuck like apparently like some of them moms had like before I was even born and I'm 23 so shit's old as fuck and so yeah I I got her some nice new spatulas I got her some new measuring cups you know, trying to trying to upgrade the kitchen supplies. I think so. I did after mom made her some meatloaf. Yes, I'm a vegetarian, but she wants meatloaf. So I'm, I'm 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 gonna make meatloaf for her. Yes, made out of actual meat. And I'm sorry if it's somebody's birthday. I'm going to eat what they ask for. So I ate the meatloaf. Call me a fake vegetarian. I don't give a shit. It's for my mama. I'm I'm gonna if she wants meatloaf for her birthday, I'm gonna make it for her. And I'm gonna eat it with her. Okay, because I'm a good daughter. I don't. I, I don't give a shit. I can forget I'm a vegetarian for one day. Okay. Um. But yeah, so you know, then uh, let's see. We had cinnamon roll cake for uh breakfast, and then cherry delight for dessert, and, and mashed potatoes along with the mashed uh meatloaf. But yeah, we, we we we, adults are good for her birthday. I, I think I think I took care of her for her birthday. But yeah, you know, um. Anyway, March eleventh uh the two-year anniversary of my transition. Not a that good. Not that great of a day. Not gonna lie. Um, was a, it was pretty rough. Um, just second, here. Gotta, sorry. My 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 notifications are blowing up. I gotta pause recording here. So I will be back in a minute. Alrighty. Sorry about that. Um, I literally within the span of one minute had let's see six notifications on tumblr and three notifications on signal okay so it's just like okay i gotta see what the hell is going on anyway got that to deal, dealt with hopefully so sorry about that anyway what what else i what was i talking about oh yeah so march 11th not a very good day not gonna lie um kind of tough of a day i was beyond depressed all day just fucking depressed um as in so depressed, I was literally locked up in my room all day. Didn't want to see anybody and made my mom come deliver dinner for to me in my room. Yeah. That kind of day. It, it, like, my birthday and my transition anniversary are really rough days for me. Like, I hate those days, to be honest. Just because, like, we're just... Big blatant reminders. Just not that many people really care about me, to be honest. You know, like, P, like I have these people who claim to be friends. You know, that's what they tell me. And then you know, when it's my birthday, they can't be bothered to spend five seconds typing out "Happy Birthday" on Facebook or in a you know on t- you know via text. Um, you know. When, or when it's, you know, my transition anniversary, they can't be bothered to, you know, say anything about it or just even click the heart on, you know, my post saying, hey, I've been transitioning for two years, you know, and it happened, you know, when I was transitioning, when I first started transition, nobody gave a shit, you know, even on Discord, I'm part of uh, two trans-Christian Discord groups. When I started transitioning, nobody gave a fuck. When I celebrated my first year anniversary, nobody gave a fuck. And so far this year, nobody's giving a fuck. Like, basically, it's just reminded that no matter where I go, I'm not a valued member of the community, of whatever community I'm a part of. Nobody really gives a fuck about me, you know? I can count on one hand the amount who do, unfortunately. Um, you know, and one of them is my mom. (laughs) You know, like, there's maybe three people in this world I can genuinely say, yeah, they actually give a shit, and one of them is my mom. And the other two, I only, and the other in, let's see, one of them I know strictly online. The other one I have met offline because I used to work with her, but she lives in another state now. So, you know, like I have no offline community whatsoever. Um, And so it's like, you know, that's just rough, you know, and like, I don't really feel safe and comfortable talking to my mom about my transition anniversary because frankly, she. It's not, she's not the best with that. Like, today I discovered that, you know, apparently my mom and sisters are planning to go out, you know, for girls' time soon. Like, we're looking at places so we can have girls, so we can have girls' time away from, quote-unquote, the guys. And guess what? I'm included in the guys. So, yeah, even, you know, and... This is the family I have to live with. A family that views me as one of the guys. And it was a, like, like, this is the biggest, like, I already kind of, kind of knew that's how they viewed me, but, like, I didn't want to believe it because, like, all the previous slights had always been so minor. Like, it was nothing this big. Where We're going to be gone for several days for girl time, you know? To get away in for the express purpose of getting away from the guys. Like, is this the most explicit it's ever been? Where, you know, in previous times, it was, you know, you know, like it was just small, it was slight, like it was understandable, you know, you can explain that away. It probably doesn't mean anything no now it's just like no just everyone in my family straight up views me as one of the guys just views me as a guy and that's you know uh pretty damn rough you know like i'll be honest i've never actually i don't know what it's like to really have girl time like never really gotten to have that experience with other women Of just hanging out really um You know, like, I don't really, like, pretty much, like, all my social experiences, even two years into my transition, are strictly just having to be one of the guys, like, even during my transition, um, you know, I just get treated like one of the guys by pretty much everyone I know, even people who claim to support me claim to be friends, you know, And uh, it's just rough like I just see nobody really seems to give a fuck you know um, they don't care like there's been times when I've gone on to Facebook and like given great news like you know and other times and there's one time when I was just really going through a rough time like a decently rough time I just laid it out there and it was just crickets nobody gave a shit nobody who claims to be my friend you know Commented, it was like, Yeah, you know, I'm here for you, or whatever, or even just had anything like, Oh, I was just, man, that sucks. Sorry, couldn't be bothered, just couldn't be fucking bothered, you know. And so, this is rough, you know, then like, there's that, those Discord servers, you know, that are for trans Christians. Like, you know, if I post something, nobody gives a shit, anybody else posts something. Shit ton of comments responding. You know? It's just. I know that this is a stupid ass whining, probably. Probably seem fucking childish. It's just. One of the many things that really just. Makes me feel like that nobody gives a shit, to be honest. You know? When it's like. You guys can't celebrate me with me when something. It's worth celebrating. You guys can't celebrate with me, you guys can't mourn with me on anything, and this goes for you know, my people who follow me on Facebook, my personal Facebook on to make that clear, I don't expect anyone on my public accounts to celebrate or mourn anything with me. Like, if you're some average, you know, Joe Blow, you know, who's just following me on Twitter or Facebook because you like my blog posts or podcasts or whatever, I don't expect you... You know, I don't expect anyone who just listens to my podcast or reads my blog or follows me on Twitter or whatever to give a single shit when something bad's happening in my life or when something good's happening in my life or it's my birthday or whatever. I do not expect you to give a single shit because you don't know me. Like, why, why, why would I expect it? I'm talking about people who I've been in community with for years. You know, whoever her Facebook friends. Because, like, I used to work with them. Or of her family. You know, these Discord server groups. Because I've been on them for years now. You know? Been active in them for years. Like, y- y- you can't even bother to give a shit. And it's just fucking depressing. You know? And it's just... These last few days have just been... Just, just horrid reminders that first off just nobody sees me as a woman at all really nobody in my life does really I can literally count on one hand the people that I know actually see me as a woman and by the way that number is two there are literally two people in my life that actually see me as a woman And none of them are in my family. And neither one of them. Do I have access to. Off- offline. Only online. You know. So that's uh, fucking rough. And then. There's the fact that. You know. This, when it's birthdays. Nobody gives a shit. And that and just birthdays have been rough for me period. I've talked about it on the podcast. Birthdays. It's just thought every birthday for me has just fucking sucked for various reasons. Going to weddings for people I don't even know. Um, spending the entire day visiting old people for the church. Celebrating other things in the family had nothing to do with me and nobody in the family even remembered it was my birthday until we were walking out. Even then, it was, more, it was nothing more than just like, "Huh, happy birthday, I guess. If we have to. You know? You know, or when it's tra- when I started transitioning, no one cared. When it's my transition anniversary, nobody can be bothered to do just even fucking click to you know just to even to say anything. Like nobody, no one is there to celebrate the good with me. No one is there to mourn the bad. And you know, it just takes this whole lot on you for after years. Like it was this way as a kid. My parents were never there when I was a kid. To do anything for me. Or with me. You know. I remember as a little kid. You know. Having a really bad day. And I went to parents. To my parents. To just. Because like. I needed comfort. I was a fucking. I was probably a toddler. And my parents were like. Oh, we don't have time. You know. Like. Could, could, you, could you get them back in a few hours? And they weren't doing shit. They were just sitting there. Checking for fucking MySpace. That's all they're doing. They're just fucking scrolling for fucking MySpace. You know? And that taught me a very valuable lesson, you know? And I was like, the straw that broke the camel's back, because they they had done that for a shit ton. They had done that many times before, but I remember this time specifically, because it was the time the camel that broke the straw that broke the camel's back, you know? Just when I fucking lost it. So I was like, okay, nobody gives a shit about my feelings. So I'm just gonna stop having feelings and I just repress everything. You know, so I still kind of do, to for the most part today. Um, because I just learned nobody gives a shit. You know, and I became more depressed that you know they weren't there for me than whatever was the initial problem. You know. And so you know, just after a fucking lifetime of just nobody giving a shit. Nobody there to celebrate the victories. No one there to mourn with me. No one there to say happy birthday. You know, nobody there for anything. Just, it just gets depressing. It gets really fucking depressing. Just a second here. I'm sorry if you hear my my keys clacking. I'm really sorry about that. If you heard that, anyway, sorry. I needed to 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 send that quick little message. Anyway, um, anyway, enough bitching about that. Um, I don't have the most energy because frankly I'm fucking tired. Um, and it's been a pretty long day. I've been up for quite a while making working on stuff for mom, and just doing other things. So why not? Dig into just a second. I gotta make, try to remind myself of the keys here. Okay, I got the, the hotkeys correct. Okay, so we're gonna jump straight into the Gender Accelerationist Manifesto today. Oh, why is okay? Is this working? Okay, it is. Okay, I don't know why it keeps bringing up the save here, and I had to check my hotkeys for Foxit. Anyway, um, so. We are discussing in it, we are still in uh, section one gender, is, materi- is function, and origins. And uh, what this would be part f- three of that. So if you're on the PDF, it's page four, the bottom of page four, and the section is uh, enforcement and sexual violence. I don't know how much I'm going to have to say about uh, this section, to be honest. This is a pretty self-explanatory section, but who knows, you know? Oftentimes, it's when I feel like I think I don't- not gonna have anything to say, I oftentimes have the most amount to say. So, we'll see. So, let us dive straight in. Gender is the earliest class systems and, as a result, it precedes the state, even in its earliest and most basic form. That means that, unlike capitalism, race, neuronormativity, and the other various class systems, the state is not the primary means by which gender is imposed upon people. This isn't to say that the state doesn't impose gender, but it is supplementary, not primary. By the time states were cropping up, gender had already solidified itself and become quite adept at imposing itself upon others. So basically, We have all these class systems, you know, as they list out. You know, there's, uh, you know, there's, you know, your class of, you know, what is your labor relation, your relation to the labor? You know, are you proletariat, the working class, or are you the bourgeoisie? Those, you know, uh, those who own the means to labor and, you know, um, exploit the labor, you know, by profiting off of their labor, you know? So... You know, there's that, you know, are you, you know, there's that kind of class system, which is, you know, do you do the labor or do you, you know, labor, profit off the exploitation of the worker? Then there's, the, there's other class systems such as race, you know, white versus black. You know, it's a ridiculous, you know, it, which is created strictly to divide us and to justify, uh, you know, treating people of color as less than human. You know, then there's neuronormativity, you know, we, we, we separate people, you know, uh, you know, by, you know, are you mentally ill or are you mentally normal? You know, and mentally ill, <clears throat> and sorry, mentally ill, it doesn't, never has that much, never really is that well defined. It's kind of just whatever those who are norm, normative want it to be so that they can continue being privileged in society. Or, you know, disabled, abled. You know, just a lot of these things. But gender was first. And unlike all the others, this one does not need the government coming in and using guns to enforce. Government does not need to uphold gender. If, If government were to completely disappear tomorrow, we would still have gender... As a system, we may not have capitalism. We might not have race. We might not have, uh, you know, neuronormativity. But we'll still have gender. But but you know, the state does help enforce it. Don't get me wrong. Uh, modern day states generally do a pretty good job enforcing it. But we don't need the government to enforce gender. Um, but Because, well, frankly, before governments really even became a thing, before states were a thing, gender already solidified itself. But now let's find out how. But, you know, the question then is how. So, let's get into the next paragraph. So, if not the state, how is it imposed? Through sexual violence. When we look at, st- when we look to statistics on the issues, we find that it is the rate. Right- oh my god, I cannot speak. What we find is that the rates of sexual violence are higher among women than among men and among queer people than among straight men. Some forms of sexual violence are higher among straight women than queer women. And some forms of sexual violence are higher among queer women than straight women. Trans people face higher rates of sexual violence than cis people of the same gender as them. This is saddening on its own, and the real cost of it upon the lives of those affected should not be ignored. This is a horrifying state of affairs, and this should not be diminished in any way. So basically, you know, uh, sexual violence, such as rape, um, you know, it's not necessarily the only way, but let's be honest, it's probably the most, it's Probably the most effective. It's by far and away the most effective way. um, At least I can think of. Um, You know. To keep you know. Those who are sexually lesser than. In line. You know. Uh, Straight men are going to be the ones. Who are sexually violated the least. Then you know. After that it will be. Straight women. And then you know. Probably what. Um, Be Queer men and then maybe queer women and then after that is trans people. Um, You know, trans people do face the most amount of uh, sexual violence. So continuing on. These higher rates of sexual violence are primarily against lower classes within the gender system. Straight cis men are placed above women and queer people. And straight cis men are least likely uh, to experience sexual violence than women or queer people. While women tend to have rates more similar to queer people. This shows that sexual violence is used primarily as against those relegated to the lower class and those who are divergent from enforced gender norms. So yeah, you know. You know, cis straight men are basically gods among earth. They are the kings. You know, there is nothing more holy. There is nothing more important than being a cis straight man. You cannot get higher in society than that. It is the highest calling of society. And then, you know... Women kind of you know you're not really that important you know um you see women could be better you know they could be more important if you just weren't women like have women ever considered just not being women basically and then of course queer people who um, are clearly, uh, perverted predators who just want to, you know, uh, rape our women and fuck the children, you know? That's clearly all they exist to be. So, you know, you kind of got to put them back in line, um, you know? So clearly sexual violence must be okay because, you know, they just get out of line. Women are just subhuman, you know? They they exist nothing as more than sex styles. And then queer people are predators who had it coming to them, you know? And that's very much how you know you're not going to hear a lot of people straight out say that anymore. Um, you know it's not socially acceptable to say it, but it's very much the subconscious of society. It is the subconscious belief. It is the belief that society runs upon, whether it be- or before- whether people re- recognize it or not. It's just what's embedded into society at this point. Anyway, continuing on, sexual violence fills the role among women and queer people that police violence fills among many others. Indeed, while violent police violence does exist, it it is quite frequently sexually charged when applied to women and queer people. Among queer people specifically, sexual violence is often done with explicitly correctional purposes. A.K.A. conversion therapy. Because as we all know, conversion therapy often consists of raping people to, you know, make them straight or cis. Because, you know, if you just raped a person enough, then they'll just, you know, start wanting to fuck, you know, people of the other gender instead of the same. Or, you know, they'll, they'll recognize that they really are a man, you know, or they really are a woman, you know. Instead of having these ridiculous fantasies of being the opposite sex. Oh my god. But yeah, it's. um, Yeah, that's it. That's, that's, that's what's being said here. It's usually used to uh, turn the person cis, turn the person straight. Um, you know, especially if you're asexual. That is. It is shocking the amount of uh, sexual violence against asexual folk. And that's something that does not get talked enough and not about enough. Like, it really is shameful that we do not talk about, as a queer community, about how asexual people are so heavily discriminated against and how so much of conversion therapy is targeted at asexual people. Because unfortunately, even in the queer community, we often erase asexual people, their needs and their struggle, and often pretend we don't exist or that they don't belong in the queer community. Which is fucking despicable. Asexuals are queer, too. They belong in the LGBT community. Get over it. Cope. I don't care. Deal with it. Asexual people are heavily discriminated against as well. Far more than gay people, than at least gay men, should I say. Um, probably, let's be honest, probably as lesbians as well, but anyway, continuing on, um, Okay, that is, sexual violence, particularly rape, as I mentioned earlier, rape is probably the main one used, uh, main, main weapon used against queer people, it is often used against queer people specifically to make them straight and cis. This is when the role of sexual violence is most explicit, but it is always for this purpose. So even if they say it's not, it is. Even when sexual violence isn't done for this explicit purpose, it always serves the purpose of enforcing the dominant gender system upon the victim. It's always used strictly to say, Hey, get back in line, faggot. You're not, you can't, you, you can't be, you know, um, you know, wearing dresses, you know. You were born of a penis. You can't do that. What? You you like to fuck over men? You can't do that. That's not okay. Shame on you. I put you back in line. Anyway, when it comes to sex workers, this can be especially pronounced. As sex workers are performing work that's illegal almost everywhere in the world, they are unable to properly report sexual violence against them to the police, and when they do, they are often jailed for engaging in sex work. This means that sexual violence done against them can be done unhampered by interference from the state in ways that is not possible against other groups, and we know that Queer people are generally generally sex workers or the, the majority you know mo, mo, most of the sex workers are queer, especially trans um, you know So it really does behoove the state it really behooves those who empower to keep criminalizing sex work because guess what? If they can criminalize sex work, faking criminalize queerness. That's all it's about. It's all about controlling queerness. Anyway, um, let's see. In addition, we find that sex workers are more likely to be women or queer than streets streets set men. This is not by mistake, but a specific venue for sexual violence against women and queer people where it can be done with impunity. It's devious. It is fucking devious. This shit is fucking evil. It is literally a form. By keeping sex work... Criminalize it is a literal legal form of rape, and as frankly, those in power are fine with that. They are completely fine with it because as long as it keeps you know those who are lesser than them in check, they are fine with it. It's pretty fucking evil. Anyway, um. So, I think we're probably just going to finish, really, um, with a good news story for this week. So, it's from the Good News Network, as usual. Nigerian mom designed solar-powered cribs that put, put an end to baby jaundice disease. A Nigerian mom found out the hard way that jaundice is still a dangerous disease in Africa. But now... She is putting an end to the infant disease with her new stack startup, making solar-powered cribs. After her traumatic experience with jaundice as a new mother, Virtue Oboro pivoted 180 degrees in her professional life in an effort to help prevent a terrifying situation from befalling other moms. Oboro's son, Tambora, was just 48 hours old Sorry, when he had to be rushed to the NICU, suffering from a buildup of Bilirubin, sorry, I forgot how to look it up to pronounce it, Um, which causes yellow skin and can lead to permanent damage or even death. The treatment is fairly simple and widespread in developing countries. Blue light phototherapy. Virtues Hospital had no phototherapy devices, so Tomber had to receive a risky emergency blood transfusion. Her son would make a full recovery, but virtue was changed by the experience. I felt like some of the things I experienced could have been avoided, the visual designer told CNN. I thought, is there something I could do to make the pain less for the babies and the mothers? What would a visual designer do? She designed a crib glow and named her new company Tiny Hearts. The portable deploy- deployable phototherapy unit is powered by the African sun and costs one-sixth the, normal price, the price of a normal phototherapy crib, and manufactured in her homeland of Nigeria. Virtue's husband has had some dis- experience working with solar panels before, so he lent a hand to the visual designer who was busy navigating the unknown waters of a new profession. She worked with a pediatrician for the design process to ensure all the details would benefit the tiny babies. 2 years ago, Cribiclo picked up a 5 sorry, a 50,000 grant from Johnson and Johnson through the Africa Innovation Challenge. And the Cribiclo can now be used in 500 hospitals across Nigeria and neighboring Ghana. It has already been used on 300,000 babies. Virtue, who has become a 2022 awardee for the Africa Prize for Engineering Innovation, says a further 200,000 babies were saved from jaundice by deploying the cribs to rural areas. No hospitals or electricity needed. Wow. That is pretty fucking amazing. Pretty fucking cool. I am all here for I am here for anything that saves lives, especially, uh, you know, very vulnerable lives, such as babies, you know, um, that's just fucking, like, you, you just gotta thank God for people who come up with these ideas. Like, these people are to be marvelled, and just thank God for these people. Like, seriously, th- this shit is just fucking amazing. Like, I'm actually just blown at the ingenuity of this woman. This... holy fuck. Anyway... Um, I think that's really about it. Um, if you enjoy, um, you know, what I do on the show, support on Patreon. I just put up some goals. If I want to reach, I would love to get to, as you can see here, $40 is the first goal I hope to reach. Um, so we can switch podcasting hosting platform from Anchor to Podbean. Um, so I can create a true video podcast version of it. not just on YouTube, but everywhere that supports video podcasts. That would be fucking awesome. I know they've been having trouble with video podcasts lately. Um, you know, cuter is in giving me struggle trouble. Hopefully I figured it out. Hopefully. So hopefully there'll be an episode this week, but we'll see a video version of this this week, hopefully, but we'll see. Um, and, but yeah, you know, so I'll do that, you know, rate it on Apple podcasts, Spotify, um, you know, Podchaser. Love to see what you think of it there. And, of course, I would love to con- to hear from you. I got my contact information in the show notes. Um, you know, I got it. Um, you know, I got all my social media down there. And, yeah, that's really everything I've got for today. Thank you all for listening. And, yeah, have a great day. Peace.